This is Dr. T-Mac, and this is season two of T-Mac Inspired. And I had the pleasure of interviewing my good, good friend for over two decades, Michelle Green Rhodes. Michelle, <laughs> hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. <laughs> Can you tell everybody real quick what you do? Uh, hey y'all, hey, it's Michelle Green Rhodes, owner and founder of The Color of Wellness Media, a first black wellness uh, platform by black nurses. So make sure you connect with us. All right, all right. So stay tuned to season two, episode number one. See ya. that you decided to like kick off my um, season two of T-Mac. <laughs> kick off. I like that. I yes, like that. yes. Listen, there's so much to talk about. I, w I just want to jump right in because we've known each other for over two decades and we live less than an hour apart and we see each other maybe once a year. Mm -hmm. Like this is too much.com. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> it's too much Long overdue. Long overdue. It is too much.com. <laughs> So, um, just to let, you know, get the, the listeners up to speed with mm -hmm. what you, a little bit about you and where you come from, how we met and all this and that. Um, I know it's so much over two decades. We met because both of us are nurses by trade. Yes. That is what we do or what we've done. Done. Yep. <laughs> done. What we've done. Past tense. Past life. And then, you know, um, we both kind of took different turns. Um, kind of healthcare related, but then tell us what you got going on, girl. <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to still start at the beginning. I met Tasha on the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. This had to be 2000. Mm, I'm going to say four. Three, three, yeah. Like that, yeah. There you go. Early 2000. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, we were both doing hospice, uh, nursing at the time. So yes. Uh, many moons ago and so glad we kept in touch yeah because over the years fast forward i think you were at my wedding i missed yours and uh i yeah. did your hair at your wedding for your wedding because your hairstylist didn't show up lord help me whoever she is we're gonna put her on blast yeah. now. get that out of the way <laughs> now that's out of the way <laughs> yes anyway so yes i appreciate you thank you for always being there as as usual that has not changed but definitely we've grown and early, late 20, 2000, I'm sorry, like around 2020. Actually, I started my business 2016. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, I decided to go into coaching. It was early, pre all this coaching that we see now. Yeah, um, real coaching. Because <laughs> I actually have been coaching for years. I'm mm -hmm. certified mentor, certified coach. Yep. So yeah, it was the real coaching. I've been trained for years. Just because I love to help people reach their goals, whatever that might be. So it was more of a general type coaching back then. Mm -hmm. So fast forward over the years, for a good five years, I was doing, um, helping people start businesses or write books, which we've helped. Hundreds. I don't even know how many nurses we've helped write books, self-publish, um, and well as learn to speak and get paid to speak. Well, during COVID, so keep fast forwarding, 
things changed as a lot of people have pivoted, right? Yeah. They started discovering their purpose, their why, like, okay, am I really happy? Is this truly what I want to do for the rest of my life? That's the type of questions I was asking myself. And I just took my love for writing. I was really unearthing that passion a little bit more, not just writing. Stop. Wait a minute. Okay. Unearthing. I like that word. Unearthing. What does that mean? Unearthing your passion. <sighs> Yeah, because my word during those first five years was emerge, like yes, come forward. I remember. Mm -hmm. So it was a verb for my brain, like a brand verb, right? But it's it pivoted to unearth because I felt like there was something deeper. That I just wasn't truly I like that the core. So you were working on that root chakra. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. And didn't even know it. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, absolutely digging a little deeper. So. Yeah, I was doing, you know, expanding my writing, so moved into publications, was moving into, I was uh, featured on Sirius XM Radio, just all the things, and I still thought, okay, there's something more, it's, it's got to be bigger than me, really, that's really the ultimate question that came out of all of that, mm -hmm. and I was sitting at my desk one day, uh, working, and of course, we like, right at the height of COVID, and I saw nurses on the news, and we saw them in trash bags, no masks, all these things. Oh, my God. And it just started like, what can I do to help? I felt so bad. That's that nurse part of me, like, okay, what can I do to contribute? And I just started asking. To the frontline workers. Correct. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So it just got me to thinking that mm -hmm. I was so involved in myself and my brand. You know, I was taught to build a personal brand, write your book, write your, get it all about you so you become that thought leader. And my mind was like, uh, you need to go a little deeper. So, yes. So long story short, pivoted into this magazine, <laughs> Color Wellness Magazine was born uh, because I wanted to combine my background, which was managed care. I knew about, mm -hmm. you know, population health and things like that, but also saying, how can we get the hands into the hands of the people that we serve, all the education, all the knowledge that we have, black nurses you know, helping and being at the front lines, but do we ever truly see that impact that we make on our patients? Mm -hmm. So that's where I started to feel like, okay, that's it. And um, put a call out for writers, and lo and behold, uh, a slew of writers came forth, and we have the first black wellness magazine by black nurses now. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. So take, I, I need you to, to take me there. Yes. Like, I get all now. I get the unearthing and going deeper, and you know, dur during the pandemic, coming out of nursing. You know, we've been nurses for mm -hmm. almost three decades. Yes, coming out of nursing and trying to still serve the nurses in that capacity. What was that like, pivoting from coaching to publication? Because that's that's like two ends of the spectrum, right? Exactly. I get asked that question a lot, though, like, how did that happen? And it was a process. It truly was. Mm -hmm. It was a, like anything, right? It didn't just happen overnight. It was me discovering the things that I love. So I think that was the first part, just really doing that assessment. Okay, you enjoy writing, but it's going to be bigger than me writing. So that's why I had other writers to come. Then I looked at my skill set. So looking at that population health, health education, how can we get this out to the community? So I started digging into that. I'll say some of this, and I always, if you hear me say on lives, like this was a da divine download. A lot of this was God mm -hmm. because he placed into a, in my life a mentor that I didn't even know. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to say it was, you know how you get this email that pops, yeah, like yeah, people yeah. say, oh, I got to check in the mail. And right. Like, you always like, why did you, how did you 
get a check in the mail. Like, yeah. I felt like that email was my check in the mail. You know how people say, right. like, they testify, I got right. this check in the mail, and paid all my bills. Well, I felt like that with this email. And it was an email saying, we saw your magazine, so to speak. Right. It was a new nonprofit that um, was geared toward black media. Mm. And we're wanting to elevate the voices of black media just to get more exposure to our voices. Would you want to join us on our quest, so to speak? That was the, the gist of the email. I was like, sure, I'm new and I'm learning, mm -hmm. but we come from the wellness piece, so that's where we're coming from to elevate black wellness. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah, I can tell you all about that. Like that was just the that part I had no control over. And right. out of that, I have a quote unquote free mentor, but learning all about media, everything that I'm doing. What now. it looks like on on this side, because that's a different world, you know. I want to talk a little bit about this because this is something that, um, you know me, you know I'm pretty, I'm a straight shooter. Uh, that's, it, it is what it is. Let it go. And what people don't realize is when you're trained to do a thing, but God calls you to do a, something else, a lot of people can't, they just can't pivot. Like they can't connect the dots. They can't hop over from... I've been a nurse for two decades to, okay, I'm in media now. Mm. They just can't. Mm -hmm. So there's like very few and far between um, situations and people who can, can really, really do that. And what I've seen from a distance is that you've transcended that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You were able to not only, you know, nursing is a, is a total, it's a different mindset, different skill set, different tool set. Right. A lot of nurses get crushed in the entrepreneurial world because nurses are trained to yes. save lives and not to take any risks. The second part of the definition of an entrepreneur is being a risk, risk taker. All day. Every day. <laughs> so what does that, I want to know what that looked like for you because I remember a conversation you and I had a few years ago mm -hmm. about the coaching space that you were in for so many years before I was in the coaching space because I didn't want to coach. I didn't want to mentor anybody. I didn't want to coach. <laughs> yes. And you were like, tell me what you said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I felt it coming on. So we, I was actually beginning stages of burnout and didn't realize it at that time. But I knew something wasn't right. And what we call it is compassion fatigue. You know something what is, wrong. What is, what is compassion fatigue? It's when you know that you aren't being as empathetic as you should be. Hmm. You're like, okay, this certain situation, even with hospice, I remember having that, and that's why I stopped hospice. You get to where you've been through. So we call it jaded. Is it like <laughs> jaded? Kind of, sort of? Similar, yep. Okay. Because you're starting to think, okay, I should be feeling certain way or sad or mad or crying, but I'm not. Why? And so you realize it. But that's the really one of the beginning signs of being burned out. So during that time when I had that conversation with you, I was going through compassion fatigue. Now that I look back. Okay. So I was starting to think, okay, is this where I really want? Because I was at the point where I was getting ready to scale. Let me back a little bit. I was getting ready to scale my coaching business. So I had hired some high-ticket coaches, and they told me to do my launches up to six times a year. You know the routine. I know. <laughs> so I was, I was at that point, and I was getting ready to um, – train someone to take my place so my lead coach had my lead trainer 
all my VAs, you know, so I was getting all the staff in place. And I just really sat back and said, this is not what I want to do. Make sure, because these are people that you, I was about to hire. And, you know, you were responsible you, for their absolutely, livelihood. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And two of them were going to be full time. Right. <laughs> so I was right at that point where I was bringing on the team. We were getting ready to just, you know, do the SOPs and get ready to have them trained because I wanted to step back. But I felt like something said no. Mm. This ain't it. I was like, are you sure? But was I this after it. our conversation? It was around that time. Okay. It was around that time. So um, I took a step back. So that's probably around the time we had that conversation. I was sitting back just thinking, oh, goodness. But I didn't know. I didn't know. So I think back from that point around that time till now, it's been a good 18 months. And I think that's what I share with you is that I was a, it took me 18 months to heal um, and come out of burnout. And I don't think it usually takes people that long. I don't know. I just felt like it took me a so while. Why, why did you get, wh what was the burnout about? Why were you burnt out? Okay, so... One, I don't think it was what I was meant to do forever. And that's why I started questioning, mm -hmm. are you going to scale this and keep, are you want to be the, the next Tony Robbins? Like, that's what I think of when I think of this high ticket coaching space and mm -hmm. just really going all out. And I just kept saying, no, I don't want that. But I didn't know what I wanted. And it wasn't until I got the revelation that I understood it was bigger than me. And so it moved into that space. So it took a while for me to discover why. <laughs> why am I feeling this way? What's going on? I thought I loved it. And I still had clients. So it, that part is the reason why I took a while because I had to offboard, you know, some of the Let clients. Let me tell you this. Uh-oh. Because I, I didn't realize I didn't have a name for it. But now I do. In 2020, you know the whole the whole, my whole business with the Nurse REI Club, going to buy these properties, helping them, blah, 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 blah. I knew how to do it. I had my own stuff, but I'm trying to help them. And I literally, literally got a word. Mm. Stop it. Let it go. And I held on to it for two years. Mm. But mm, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. And it wasn't until I just let it go. I just, I said, I, I can't do it anymore. I had clients, like you said, yes. you got clients, you know, they're paying me monthly, yes, you know, yes, yes. You, you got a whole, the whole, a whole situation going on. Right, right. You know, it's good money, but it wasn't <laughs> about the money. I kept saying there is something deeper. This happened for a reason. Correct. Season. That was a season. Let it go. go. Stop trying to hold on. What are you holding on to? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, <laughs> that that was my little. So I get it. Yes. It it, it, it makes sense. Yes. And then after I let it go, I felt like I was literally twenty pounds lighter. It's a whole new world. I started thinking. <laughs> I, I started thinking. You know, clearer. Mm-hmm. And my thought process was. Because I felt responsible for people that I shouldn't have felt responsible for. Mm. I'm sure you felt the same way. Mm. They were your clients. Yes. But yes. Your, your calling, your quest was deeper. And then when I let it go, now guess what I do? What I told you earlier. I just show up. Woo. All I'm going to do is be used by God. That's Amen. it. This is it. Amen. I love it. This is it. Your quest was deeper too. It was deeper. So let's talk about the magazine. Because <laughs> I haven't been invited to be on the cover. I thought I was cover worthy, but obviously not. I'm just saying. I thought we were friends. It's okay. I'm not business is business. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Manifest that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I do want to wrap up a little bit. Just, just a yeah, little go ahead. bit. Part of that, the end part of that, though, is, you know, through the introspection, through the time off, I just took the time to rediscover myself. So it wasn't that it was a, a, again, a quick pivot, offloading clients, really digging deeper, just doing that, that inner work, right? 18 months is a long time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a long time. Was that old clients in another group that came in that had already kind of was on the waiting list. I had just had to work through that. But I want to just let people know that, you know, if these things happen to you, you know, it's okay. It's okay to go through the process. Because I tell you, on the other side, it is greater. Like, you've experienced it. I've experienced it now. I look back, I say, wow, it's less, I'm going to say, you just need to show up. It's less work, but it's a bigger cause. It's a bigger bigger cause. It's way bigger than (laughs) So when I got that revelation and I just began to, I tell people it's so different now. Before it was me waking up saying, what can I do today? What can I do to be seen? What can I do to be heard? Mm Da-da-da. It was, it's now, okay, Lord, what's today? Like, I really feel like I'm walking in my purpose, but just, just lead, just being led by faith. And it just, it just makes me feel so good to know. Right. I get the downloads easily and now I move forward. So, yep. Yeah. So, the, so I want you to talk to not only the, I, I, I really, I am really, really trying to get away from that nurse stigma. I love the nurses. I do. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But being a nurse is what you do. Correct. It's not who you are. So there's a lot of people who look at us because they know where we come from. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the occupation. Yes. I want you to speak to the people who have these particular occupations, but they're not fulfilled. Mm. I want you to talk to them. <laughs> Well, would, I mean, what would you say? Yeah, I don't think that the occupation ever does fulfill you, really. Because as I just mentioned, the, the fulfillment comes from God. It's a higher mm-hmm. calling. So I do think you have to get past the, because trust me, a long time ago I got past the the, the uh, accolades and the credentials. Although they're great, I have 10 awards. I have written eight books. Like, I could lead with all of that, but a lot of times I don't. Like, it's just not the thing. So I think you have to get past that. It's good to accomplish and say you did. But the bigger thing is how am I, you know, I'm all about legacy. Legacy has always been a brand word of ours. So it's like, what does the legacy look like? If I die today, what are people going to say about me? What, they, what can I leave behind to help someone else? So that's how I think now. And I think people have to look bigger than the occupation and look at their legacy. Mm, that's good. That's good. Talking about legacy and, and what, you, what, you gonna, what could you leave behind? For others, what about family? 
like how is your fam family intertwined in your business? My family don't want to be in my business. <laughs> really? It's so Talk different. Talk about it. I thought it would be a big family thing. Unless my daughter. Now, let me let me step back. Cause my daughter's six. My son's 18. He's a new uh, freshman in college. And then there's my husband, retired military. Yeah. So we're all in yeah. different stages. Like, husband's chilling on the couch. Daughter's running around saying, I'm going to work with the wellness. <laughs> What we doing today, mommy? What do I need to do? So she might be ready. She might be know? ready. Yeah, yeah. She's I might be able to leave the house. Yeah, she's more ready. Son, he's like, leave me alone. I'm trying to pass this test. Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you next week. So yeah, we're all in different spaces, mm -hmm. and I've tried, trust me, to say, you know, I got a job for you. Let's do it. So they each actually have their own businesses, by the okay. way. Okay. Okay. So that will say that they're entrepreneurs, but everybody wants to do their own thing. So. Yeah, I thought that would be different, but we have to be very intentional mm -hmm. about our time, of course. Mm -hmm. So hubby and I, every day is like, what's on the schedule, mm -hmm. just so we can know what's going on, and then make time for a date night, because it just if we don't schedule, it won't happen. So, do you believe in balance? I do, and I'm learning that. You believe in balance? I do. I do. You don't believe in it? No. <laughs> I do. I do. I believe that I, because I was so out of balance before going through burnout I had no boundaries what does balance mean to you what does that look like I to me it was lack of boundaries and my coach told me at the time she said you overshare and I didn't realize what that was I just thought she's making up but I is actually a term overshare yeah like a, a psychological a yeah yeah a thing as I thought it was just her way of describing of, of, me. of who you are or of the the things that you do the things that you do okay yes so I guess my point is, I thought you were just describing me, like you're just oversharing, you know, mm -hmm. da, da, da. But when I looked into it, it truly is, you, you have no boundaries. You lack boundaries and you give and you give. And that's what happened to me until I got to That contributed to, to the burnout. burnout. Mm. What does that look like as a coach to overshare? And the reason why I'm asking, before you answer that, the reason why I'm asking, because I had this conversation uh, with one of my good friends just the other day. The conversation was the more I see, it feels like the more I give, the more excuses they come up with not to do the thing or not to become the person. Because for instance, let's say I give you a checklist with five things on the checklist and you start with number one mm -hmm. and then you just put the checklist to the side. So the next time I see you again, I'm talking about something else that let's say it's a um, a PDF that is it's more than a checklist. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a little more in depth. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want I want that too. Well, did you do the checklist? Oh no no no. You get what I'm saying? So that's oversharing to me, and I feel like that cripples the people who God called me to serve. Mm. Cripples. <laughs> and so I've been in that little funk and that little space for a minute, like no. Go back and do steps one through five first. It's almost like, it, I feel like it's a scarcity mindset on that side mm -hmm. because they feel like there's more, you, you're holding out. It's more you should be giving me versus, no, you need to really do steps one through five first. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And, so I've been going through the oversharing. I didn't know it was a thing. I've been going through that oversharing. So how did you, how did you just say, okay, this is it. I'm done. Mm. <laughs> Let me think about that. Was it was it a was it a time or it was just it just happened? 
it just happened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. So initially when she said that to me, I like I mentioned, I just thought she was just subscribing me. But then I just dug into, okay, I think I saw it somewhere in me reading about uh, burnout. And so I started to look at my boundaries and look at my calendar, just really doing the work. Um, and I think when I look back now, definitely no time boundaries. I'm working 24-7 basically in my business. And that brought, oh, you were a worker bee. I was a worker bee, and that was a big piece of it. That's so, good. and I, you know, it's so I, I so much, it's so much unpacked. Because when I first started, I hired all the people, then I let them all go because I was I, in that pivot piece. So now I'm re, you know, when you rebuild, yeah, yeah, rebuilding. Mm-hmm. I got a new team now, so, I, you know, it was a part where I did all the work because I just didn't, I didn't trust people to do the work, all that stuff. You just that, did. that yeah, 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 entrepreneurs go through, <laughs> and. What do you think that comes from? Not trusting people because entrepreneurs have a very, very hard time hiring people and keeping them on the team and showing them exactly what you want them to do mm-hmm. because you don't trust them. Where do you think that comes from? Ooh, we mm, now we're going deep because <laughs> sometimes we need therapy. They say all of us need therapists as well, and so I start therapy. I started medication because I just felt horrible inside. So there are some things that you might have to unearth uh, to get to that next level. And so sometimes it's childhood things, it's trauma, it's all those things that you just need to address before you can help anybody else. you got to make sure. And so now I'm at that place, I can give again. But now I have a different set of eyes. Um, I know what time I'm off. I know who's taking what. Now I'm still building my team. But, you know, I know who needs to be hired. I'm looking more at my – like I have the data now. I think before it was just – I was kind of going by my intuition and doing mm. what I thought needed to be done, but now it's just more hard data facts. This is what you do need to do. This is what you need to let go of. And I stick to that, and I, and I let it go. What does success look like to you? Ooh, for me, I'm going to just keep saying legacy. I'm not – you know me. I've never been one to, to, to leave with money. I could Don't leave with time because I don't have time, but I do focus on my legacy piece. And I wanted it to be in writing. And for me, it was writing. And that's one of the things that let me know that I was on the right path when I started writing the magazine. Because it's always been writing for me. Like, it's been a therapist-type thing, you know, Mm -hmm. in your journal. But then it moved into recognition. But then it moved into now a community uh, effort or initiative where people can now learn from the writing. And they can take it and run with it. They can learn from it. Or they can take it to their doctor and say, hey these nurses talked about this type of this thing can we talk more about it so it's a bigger impact so again legacy for me is all things and that's success for me and i'll tell you a quick story i used to tell this story all the time and you know my mother god Mm -hmm. bless my mom uh is no longer with us but she we grew up with her reading to me like you know most moms do Mm -hmm. and we didn't have much back in the day so we would walk to the library Mm -hmm. even after and so i tell the story about one day it started raining uh, we would go every Saturday, and we were walking in the rain to the library, and I'm thinking, like, really, lady? <laughs> is it that serious? And it just stood out of my mind. Like, she was so determined to, like, enjoy that reading and writing and enjoy it. And now I love the library. Um, so fast forward, when I started writing, I was determined to get my one of my books into the public library. And so I found out what that looked like, and it sits in there. And I remember the day when I walked in there to, like, check it out myself, and it was sitting on the shelf. So I just say that to say that, you know, 
your you just look at what it is you truly love. What have you? What has been there all all the time since you probably were young, um, and build upon that. And so from those walks to the library now, I'm in the library, and you just mm. that's what legacy looks like. Oh girl, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing, the one thing that you could have done, or looking back. How would you have started your entrepreneurial journey? Mm. Looking back, but just one thing. Just one thing? Mm. Mm. So hard. Because there's so many things I would change. Um, I think, and I'm just going to say this, oh, because of my mother, who's no longer here, is I would have gotten therapy sooner. Mm. That's me. Yeah. Because she was really why I started the business in the first place. I thought I was doing it in her honor. I was thinking about doing a nonprofit for reading. Like I didn't know, but it was always her. Um, but for me, now that I look back, a lot of that was grief. Mm. So you would have done therapy instead of uh, becoming an entrepreneur. Right Initially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, I yeah. jumped into it very quickly just because it was an outlet for me. Like uh, th that was her grieving process. Exactly. But it wasn't true entrepreneurship it was let me do this for mom oh. but that's deep so you have an event coming up in a few days can you tell us a little bit about the event and how <laughs> uh people can attend and do all these cool things oh, thank you yeah i'm so excited i'm so excited so you know i haven't even mentioned this but we're growing mm -hmm. we're growing because it started as a magazine, we were subscription-based. We had over, in the first year, a 1,000 subscribers. So we grew really fast because people were like, oh, my goodness, black nurses talking. And, mm -hmm. and so long story short, through that, that whole process of the mentorship I mentioned and the nonprofit teaching me about media, mm -hmm. we're now a multimedia company. Mm -hmm. So we're not just a magazine. We've moved away from print. So, so 2023 is a new journey for us. Okay. So we're stopping print. It's fully digital, digital ads, the ad manager, uh, new podcast coming as well. Yeah. We've had one, but we're kind of redoing it. Like how many do we do? <laughs> Absolutely. So new podcast and a TV show, which is a, a digital TV show. Yeah. Yes. I want a more scholarly feel there. The, the podcast will be a sisterly feel. The video will be a more scholarly feel because we want to pitch that to hospitals and healthcare systems. Okay. So long story short, this brunch is really just the kickoff. That's why when you said kickoff early, I was like, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, to many community events, we want to take this across the country and really get connected to communities ah. in these various mediums. So if you like to read, here we go. If you want to listen, here's audio. We know people li like learning different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you want uh, to watch a video, you're a visual person, here you go. But also all these resources behind the scenes, I want to get those brands connected to these nurses. Got it. So we're a bridge and vice versa. The bridge goes the, the other way. Right. Yes. So yeah. So the brunch is a kickoff to a bigger <laughs> yeah. plan. And so Tampa is the first stop because of course this is our hub. Mm -hmm. And so in Wesley Chapel, I just didn't see a lot for healthcare here. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, expanded to healthcare workers because mm -hmm. We're now interdisciplinary. We have licensed mental health counselors on mm -hmm. our team, social workers, uh, upcoming physical therapists, and massage therapists. So we're moving out into healthcare, and in Wesley Chapel. <laughs> let me let me finish that on Saturday, December tenth, okay. ten a.m. to two p.m. We'll be brunching 
folk, the main piece will be our panel discussion where all those disciplines will be there. Mm -hmm. And we're just pouring back into healthcare. So we're talking about wellness, we're talking about brands, mm -hmm. we're talking about entrepreneurship, and we're also talking about wellness. So just a chance to, mm -hmm. to give back and then let them know what we're doing at Color Wellness. So, are, so you're done with the coaching? I'm done. Okay, so you're okay. okay. So if they want to work with you on, on the media side, how can they contact you? Sure. Well, they can look uh, at my website or go to my website, michellegreenroads.com, and that'll just sh share the story. It's my personal website, so I'm starting okay. there. Um, and they can look at all the media that we've had, and then there's a contact form at the bottom if they want to reach out. All right. So, yeah. Click well, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate you. All right. <laughs>